0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: It's a big Teddy takeover here on Ken Lavicka Live. That's right, Theo Dorsey in for Ken Lavicka, who is out. But maybe, just maybe, he might be calling in very soon here. I'm joined by Stone Lebanowitz and we've been talking a lot of NFL. And one thing I just thought about over the break here, Stone, the offseason matters in the NFL. The offseason matters. As you look atop the standings in both the NFC and the AFC, you look at the teams that are doing well. Philadelphia Eagles made big changes on both sides of the ball this offseason. The Miami Dolphins bringing in Mike McDaniel, bringing in Tyreek Hill, even the New York Jets, and them being able to get guys like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson in the draft. Like They had one of the best drafts, and I didn't even mention Sauce Gardner. Don't forget about the sauce. Come on. like The sauce is forever. Remember the juice, the juice is temporary, <laughs> but that sauce, that sauce is forever. And to talk about the sauce that the Miami Dolphins have kind of been pouring on teams, especially in games that Tua has started and finished seven and zero, the Dolphins first place in the AFC East, it's only right that we bring in Ken Lavica to Ken Lavica Live, who is in route to Gainesville to call an FAU and Florida Gators basketball game. But we could not continue to direct the parade of the Miami Dolphins without allowing, you know, what do you call him? Is is he the
2: captain? He's he's the president president. of the Tuatunga-Vailoa fan club in the Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. There's nobody, nobody under him, above him. He's the president.
1: Well, there's people under him. There's a lot of people under
2: him. Yeah, I guess hopefully. you could say I, I'd be under him, but I don't know what job I have because I'm off and on with, Ken, these,
1: with Tua Tunga-Vailoa. let just ask him, that, Ken, who, how many people are under you in the fan club for the uh, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast for Tua Are you
3: talking about football or something else? <laughs> no, um, uh, the, uh, I think Stone's the secretary of state. Ooh, um, I love that. I the that. He, he spreads the good word of Tua wherever he goes, and he is my day-to-day uh, or my weekend-to-weekend contact uh, at Hard Rock Stadium uh, in support of Tua Um By the way, I'm glad that we're talking now because this drive is absolutely miserable. I mean, it is. It's a nice distraction because the turnpike is, is the most boring stretch of elongated road in America.
2: I mean, just the pits and you're on the way to Gainesville which is just trees and grass yeah. and all this open field at least it and got stuff. better. <laughs> right I'm looking at,
3: at just trees and grass right now I mean Stone you described it perfectly it is trees it is grass it is some clouds it is license plates from all over the rest of the country because hashtag free state of Florida it's just a terrible experience so this came at a good time can, so thank you and bless you
2: can you know what's out and about on your drive though the hard rock what? sun. Mm. That sun is out and about. Yeah. The sun that penetrated that Cleveland Browns team. Well, it took
3: a whole like four and a half minutes for CBS yesterday to give its first sun report on the broadcast where we had to throw I show the big thermometers and I was over 100 degrees on the Browns sideline and I was only just over 80 degrees on the Dolphins sideline. It's the storyline that won't just, it it won't go away because it's such an easy lowest common denominator story to cover for a sideline reporter. I'm just wondering Bill's fans, Bill's mafia out there what's the excuse yesterday because there was no sun in Buffalo was it too hot and sweaty for your poor little guys or did you just get outplayed and your coach blew it and your quarterback blew it yesterday I'm just wondering Ooh,
1: it's already getting hot here it's Ken it, it, you just started you just got on three minutes ago you're already taking shots at the Bills fans man what have they done to you no, I, no, I know you guys have been apologizing and
3: so I do want to stay in the spirit of what you guys have been discussing and so I, I will apologize. Actually, Stone, could you uh, could you crank the music, the apology music, that, uh, that, that Theo, that you guys were using in the opening segment? Because I want to make sure that I do this the right way. I heard Theo uh, penning his letter to Jeff Saturday. By the way, Stones, when, when's the last time you've actually mailed a letter? Because Theo said he was going to mail the letter to Indianapolis. I haven't mailed a letter in probably five or
2: six years. How about you? Ken, I don't think I've ever... Actually, mail yeah. a letter in <laughs> my entire life.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All email, all the time, or all text message, all the time. That's right. Theo's is very old school. Um, but I, um, I'm going to apologize. Yeah, I'll write it down as and, you
1: say it, so I can. I'll mail yours out as well, Ken.
3: Well, it, it, the only way, and it, this is, um, uh, I suppose, it, you could send it to Buffalo. The only way that they can receive any messages in Buffalo is still via, uh, still via the mail. Boom. But, um. I do firmly apologize from the bottom of my heart and this this is an apology for all of those who have listened to Ken Levick alive through or from from second week of September when the NFL season started to this point. I I feel as if I have to trade all of you and I appreciate you tuning in on a daily basis or however often uh, you're able to listen to the show but I apologize to all of you who have heard me say from week one of the season, even through the preseason, that 2022 Josh Allen is better than 2022 Tua Tungavailoa. I I apologize. Because it's become abundantly clear that while we love Josh Allen and his story and the Wyoming product who came into the league and developed from a fullback task for throwing the football to becoming a very good overall quarterback, this year he's just not better than Tua. And the last couple of weeks have been front and center where Tua Tungavailoa has zero interceptions uh, in the same time that Josh Allen and Justin Herbert have thrown 10 over the same span. Tua has not had a crushing late-mistake interception all season long. Josh Allen, overtime, bam, yesterday, poor decision, can't get the snap in the end zone. Vikings improbable touchdown to go ahead late in the fourth quarter. Tua wouldn't make that mistake. The Bills learned nothing. Josh Allen learned nothing from week three. The Dolphins struggling at the goal line uh, and, and nearly blowing the game. Tua, in 2022, is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Every tangible metric shows it, whether it's completion percentage, whether it's yards per completion, whether it's air yards per completion, whether it's QBR, whether it's rating. And honestly, now for 10 weeks, the standings show it as well. 2022 Tua is better than 2022 Josh Allen. I have said all season long, Josh Allen, yes, is the better quarterback. I've acknowledged it, but that was a lie, and I apologize for perpetuating that.
1: Wow. Owning up to your own mistakes, owning up to your missteps and not believing. You're the president of the Tua Tungvaloa Fan Club in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. How how did you ever find yourself at a place where you weren't putting him number one and you had Josh Allen over him, man? What, what did you get caught up in?
3: Well, I mean, you look at Josh Allen, and here's the, and and I think Stone will agree with this. It's very easy, and I think the country gets caught up in the story. It's a feel-good story. A guy who uh, went to Wyoming, of all things, very green coming out of college, but he's fun. He's fun to watch because he's got the arm that can heave it. 75 yards. He's big and strong and uh, bowls over defenders. He doesn't uh, shy away from contact. He's had the two heartbreaking playoff results at the hands of Patrick Mahomes so the nation's rooting for him. The nation loves Bill's mafia. They love fans throwing themselves through tables and by extension they love the quarterback that the fans love and that's their big hairy fullback of a quarterback Josh Allen. But the, the And I get caught up in that. I'll admit that. Um, I get caught up in the Josh Allen hysteria because it's all over the place and because he's so unconventional and fun. He does things that make you drop your jaw. That said, he makes too many mistakes, and he's feeling the pressure. And he's now lost in back-to-back weeks, and he still doesn't have a win in the division. And so for me, and I look at Tua, who is just 20 and 25-yard pass playing opponents to death, and from an accuracy standpoint, just picking defenses to death and maximizing his receivers. It's not just Tyreek Hill. It's not just Jalen Waddell any longer. Uh, I, I, I got caught up in all of the pizzazz of Josh Allen. What I really should have just appreciated that, wait a minute, the better quarterback is right there in front of my face, the man I've advocated for since day number one. And, He's been unstoppable since he came back from a concussion and the attempted murder of, uh, from Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's been the best quarterback in the league. He is the best quarterback in the AFC. He is better than this year's version of Josh Allen. Mm.
2: So there was a play when the Bills were up 27-17, to and I believe it was the start of the fourth quarter. They were on the 10-yard line, the Bills were, and Josh yep. Allen doing what he does best, trying to elongate the play, make something happen outside of the pocket, ends up. Throwing a pick, something that Tua Tagovailoa doesn't do in the red zone. I talked about their red zone efficiency. They're number one in the league in scoring while in the red zone, which is a real stat. Ken, I wanted to ask you about a certain somebody, the acquisition of Jeff Wilson, a guy that you've tried to bring in to this Tua Tagovailoa fan club. We watched him go off last night. He said he loves this team, that offensively they have so many tricks up their sleeve. Have you been pleasantly surprised with old Jeff?
3: Absolutely. He,
2: he brings
3: finally the running dynamic to this offense that Mike McDaniel wanted to predicate it on. I mean, you look at Jeff Wilson, he is he's still being used as the complimentary back, but he knows the system, he understands the scheme, and he, I think, completes. The offense, it's great to have Tyreek Hill, and it's great to have Jalen Waddell, and it's great to finally start to more and more incorporate Mike Kosicki. And Raheem Mostert, great, but Jeff Wilson has made this into an offense now that you should be able to ride him late in games to avoid drama, to churn out the yards, to get the first downs. And honestly, there was a play in the second quarter yesterday where the Dolphins go for it, fourth and one, from their own 39-yard line. And who do they dial up? Jeff Wilson, who easily sees the right side get sealed off, is able to sidestep to his right, pick up the first down, and that's just confident offense because Mike McDaniel knows the piece that he's working with, and Jeff Wilson, who had a receiving touchdown last week, has another touchdown on the ground this week in the win over the Browns. I love watching him run, and he's physical, and uh, he has no problem accepting contact, but he's so quick to hit the hole as well. And I think I've told you, Stone, I really dislike the backwards pitch running play that Mike McDaniel (laughs) is obsessed with. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, And and for whatever reason, Raheem Mostert does not – hit the hole hard on that play. He likes to try and run it to the outside. Chase Edmonds was an absolute detriment when trying to run that. But Jeff Wilson, because he's so downhill, he actually succeeds with it. He makes it look good. He makes it look like it should be diagrammed. But I also, if we're going to talk about Jeff Wilson, we have to commend Chris Greer for owning up to a mistake by going and acquiring Chase Edmond, who it it, it just did not work out. And I'm sure he's a great person, but he was a liability for this offense. And it just seemed pedestrian at the time. All right, well, get Jeff Wilson to plug a hole. Jeff Wilson has changed the dynamic of this offense, and I think it absolutely rules. He is a
1: stud. How big is it? I mean, the offseason is one thing. Getting Mike McDaniel, getting uh, Tyreek Hill, and just changing the face of this offense that the Miami Dolphins have, and then also, of course, giving the full confidence in Tua. But how big is it that Chris Greer also goes out and gets Mike McDaniels, two running backs, and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson? It feels like they're continuing to make moves to try and compete this year. The Dolphins, as they sit number one in the AFC East, they went and got Bradley Chubb at the deadline to improve that defense, which is like a bottom five unit. We're getting chubbed up, right, at at Hard Rock Stadium now. How big is it now for you as a guy who you entered this year knowing it was a swing year, the Dolphins are now in the driver's seat to be a real contender in the AFC. Is there a lot of confidence now? I know there's still Steven Ross who can cost you a first-round pick at any moment. I know that there's still that aura around the Dolphins that you saw flare up even when there was all of the backlash around Mike McDaniel's decision to put two out there. But now that we're 10, 11 weeks into the season, the Dolphins are 7-3 and in the AFC East leading – are you feeling a lot more confident now, just in the overall competence from the top down for the Dolphins right now? When wasn't I confident?
3: Like,
4: t- Whoa, you, you on, do the me three <laughs> times. <a week>. When <laughs> wasn't
3: I
5: confident?
1: No, there were there were plenty of times when you weren't confident. You were you were not confident when Stephen Ross lost the first round pick. You weren't confident oh, man, in the offseason. All the stories I, were I didn't out. lose
3: confidence. I was angry with him and jokes on you, Theo. There's no more first round picks to lose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I guess when Tua went down, it was kind of like sound the alarms per se. But I don't think Ken ever got off this yeah, wagon. but no, no, not at all. Because,
3: it, because again, it, then I went into fight mode over those who wanted uh, Mike McDaniel arrested uh, and put on trial for attempted murder. Like it, that was still the stupidest discourse that I think I've ever had in my 15 years on radio. Was the post. To a cincinnati concussion nonsense that took place, and even leading into it after the Buffalo game, but I haven't lost confidence, and they are a contender. I'm realistic. I think that what's going to end up screwing over the Dolphins, ultimately, if they don't get into the AFC title game, at least, is because that defense is just, it goes through stretches of bad. And I know the injuries have torn them up, but I don't love Josh Boyer's scheme, and I don't love what they've done with the secondary, and I don't think Byron Jones is going to see any action this year, so that definitely hurts, but I I am so entertained by this offense. I mean, Theo, you're a Patrick Mahomes a Chiefs fan, a newly christened Chiefs fan, Patrick Mahomes fan, again, because you're from Kansas, even though I don't play in Kansas. But
4: hey, fine. Hey, hey, um, hey, But, that's but it. it's
3: entertaining. Yeah. It's entertaining, but but tell me another better watch offensively in the NFL than than the than the Dolphins, especially the last month. Like it doesn't exist between the motion and there's open guys running all over the field, and two is putting it between the numbers every single throw and the touch on his passes. I just. Just show me a better watch on offense than that team. I uh, how how did the NFL not look at this and say that's the team we need to showcase? Like those are the golden boys right there.
1: I'll still go with my Kansas City Chiefs, unbiasedly, mm. unbiasedly, and objectively. I'll still go with my Chiefs as the best watch in the NFL. But I got to tell you, as somebody who makes sure to watch each of these Dolphins games because I know we're we're uh, we're locked in on Dolphins here on Ken Live Alive, like I, I don't I enjoy every second of it, even the defense well, I because I like the big you. plays.
3: I'll I'll tell you, Theo, I appreciate you watching the Dolphins games, even the, as a non-Dolphins fan per se, because then you have the guys like Stephen A. Smith who on first <laughs> take today is saying that, oh yeah, of course Tua has these numbers throwing five-yard passes to Tyra Kill and Jalen Waddle, which proves to me that he hasn't watched a second of the Dolphins.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, it, it proves to me he doesn't actually look at, at any metric, any number, because again, it, it, what, the the, the Number that two has been at the top of the NFL in all season long is air yards per catch. That is literally what it sounds like. How many yards the ball travels through the air. It completed passes. It's not a hard concept. And two is at the top of the NFL in that. So this all five yards and yards after the catch. That's literally not a thing that's happened at any point this season. Mm. Yet the highest paid sports broadcaster on the most widely viewed and listened to sports media entity in the world keeps perpetuating that nonsense. So thank you thank you, Theo, for watching the Dolphins and actually understanding what we're looking at, because it's not hard to look at it in your own two eyes and realize how good Tua has been, but there's been this push on social media as well, and Stone has definitely seen it, and it's based off of Tyree Hill saying last week, oh, some of y'all need to apologize to Tua. Yo, Tua, an apology. I don't want to hear anyone apologize to Tua. Right. That ship has sailed. So long, farewell. I don't want to hear it. It's empty because you guys know as soon as Tua throws a pick the next time he throws a pick. Or God forbid he has an off game because he is held to a perfect standard. They're going to jump right back on top of his Hawaiian backside and Mm. try and smother him and say, see, I told you, I told you. So, no, I don't want to hear any apologies because you're all phonies. You're all fake, unadulterated phonies. So save it. Put a sock in it, and we'll talk to you when it, when the Dolphins are hosting a home playoff game.
2: Can I just uh, you know you just thank Theo right for watching the Dolphins game, but I would like for us both to uh, tag team him here because he
1: said he hey, likes... I don't know. Well, I, I think I'll be okay. Hey, a, it, hey, hey, hey no way the on a Monday. <laughs> I mean, hey, give us consent and it's fine. <laughs> I oh. can't wait to pound those guys. All right, so so <laughs> yeah. th- so Theo
2: just talked about how he thinks that that Chiefs offense is a better watch. So, Theo, I want you to explain yourself because you're telling us that watching Kadarius Toney find the end zone is a better watch than the cheetah, Tyreek Hill, finding the end zone. Go ahead and try to put it up.
1: Tyreek Hill, definitely the most – like maybe Sands, Justin Jefferson, maybe Jamar Chase. Tyreek Hill is one of the best watches as a playmaker on the outside in the NFL even of the past 15, 20 years. But – Patrick Mahomes touches the ball every single play. Let's not forget, like, I love me some Tua. I love what he does. That that play he made to Alex Ingold where he was scrambling to his left and he got it to him and Ingold gets across the plane for the touchdown. Like, Tua makes some exciting plays. There's no person as fun to watch or as electric in the NFL as Patrick Mahomes when he has the ball in his hands, especially when a team is giving him a run for his money. Sometimes the Chiefs get bored. You know, like when you're playing the Jaguars on a random Sunday in November, sometimes you go up twenty points <laughs> and you get bored and you just cruise control it through the finish right. line. But for the most part, Patrick Mahomes is still the most electrifying player to watch in the NFL. That doesn't mean two is not. He just is, you know, maybe top five, not number
2: one. I mean, it, it's super fair. Ken, I, I could not wait to ask you this. And I'm I, I really hate that you weren't here today to discuss this with me, but is there value? In plus four hundred on Tua Tagovailoa with his MVP odds, he has the third shortest odds behind Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Is this getting you tingly? This plus four hundred here? Well, you tell me, Vegas boy, because it sounds like good value to me. It sounds like great value where this kid Hell started yeah. at plus ten thousand
1: hey. at the beginning of the season, I mean,
2: plus four hundred right now. All right, right,
3: and, and who's ahead of him? It's uh, it's Mahomes, it's, the man. it's Hurts, and that's it. that is it.
2: Josh Allen is now behind Tua at plus 550. That's
3: wild. That is absolutely wild. But, uh, again, we knew that the Dolphins were going to be good, and I think at 7-3, and three, they're sort of on par where we thought they were going to be, and Josh Allen's going back to making mistakes. Josh Allen mode. And I, I for the life of me, and, and I, I have great respect for Sean McDermott. And what he's done with the Bills, and how they're a contender year after year. But what in the hell were the Bills doing yesterday? Like, what is that? What What is the, the thinking behind that? Because if you want to if you want to hang your hat on being a good in game coach and a good manager, don't you just take the safety there? Like, what are especially after seeing the Dolphins flail away in Week Three in a similar situation, leading to the butt punt. like. Right? How do you screw that up and hand the Vikings a touchdown? And and then Josh Allen comes back and then throws the interception in overtime. Like, I don't – I, I You you can sit here and say, because I heard you also say, Theo, that uh, Jeff Saturday uh, in the NFL, uh, coaching, it's, it really just it doesn't matter. You can put anyone in there if you've got the dudes. Well, the Bills have the dudes, and what happened yesterday, their coach really helped to lose that game. Meanwhile, Mike McDaniel has put his quarterback in the best position to succeed all season long, and Josh McDaniel has tanked a team that went to the playoffs last year, despite it being revealed that their head coach is a racist and one of their top receivers killing a whole human being in a car accident and they still found a way with an interim coach who the team believed in to go to the playoffs so i would argue that actually the guy who has the headset on the sideline probably does matter a little bit
1: i feel like it matters but also i think it matters in ways that we have been inaccurate in depicting like everybody thinks it's all about how much experience you've had as an assistant who you've coached under and all kind of past things whereas it it, it seems like again and again i don't know exactly what jeff saturday did in the week leading up to that game. And also it does help that he was coaching against Josh McDaniels, who's been terrible this year and has been terrible as a head coach ever since that start with the Broncos. Um, I don't know, man. What's
3: going on there, by the way? I I feel like people, the the entire NFL is rooting against him. Like He has crossed a ton of people. There are some former players. I saw Robert Mathis basically starting to dance on that guy's grave. Yesterday, like, the NFL hates Josh McDaniel, and how do you feel if this is your second stint as a head coach and you're failing again?
1: Well, he sucks. So, I mean, is it the NFL hates him, or are people parade? he's an out he's an outspoken guy who also is not really that good? Well, he happens to be a,
3: I guess he was a notable cheater, like the engine of the of the Patriots cheat
1: machine. Yeah, I think yeah. it has a lot to do with. Uh...
2: The 10th ranked quarterback on Keyshawn Johnson's real power rankings list, Derek Carr.
5: Real, real power <laughs> rankings. In my opinion.
2: Because Derek Carr oh has been nothing God. in a shell of himself. Ken, this is uh, from a, a listener on Twitter, at the Jedi. He says, Let KLV 1063 know during that drive he's on, he's got a lot of time to come up with ideas for the new Miami Heat arena name. You got any ideas cooking? <laughs> well, I know that there's a, a certain contingent of the
3: population that's praying that Bang Bros gets the uh, <laughs> the name rights to real? Uh, to the arena. How is it re- Hey, they're putting up money. Yeah, money man. talks. They're putting up the money.
4: They can't yeah, that, do that. that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of the subsidiaries of Bang Bros. Well done, Stone. Um, <laughs> not that I would know or anything. Not that I've ever
4: seen oh it or any consumed any of that content. Yeah, for the
2: people who <laughs> are listening who aren't sure, you know what Bang Bros is. Would you like to tell them? It is um <laughs> the most robust collection
3: oh of God. of online pornography uh, on the planet, and uh, uh. there may have been a time in my single year oh. uh, as a youngster that i um and I may have seen. Uh, a few of their productions, I, you know, I'm not totally in with that stuff. But, I mean, uh, maybe they could call up Mill Hunter and he could put in uh, – he lives in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know why I know that. Um, uh, but maybe he can put up some money for that as well. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes, yes, uh, Bang Bros, maybe I, – I, I've heard people rooting for that. Um, uh, I, I don't know what other corporations are involved. What I could have told you, though, what I could have told you in stone – so, and this goes back to a conversation we had several months ago. If you're going to dabble in crypto and you're going <laughs> to allow a big crypto investment on your big old arena in Miami, Florida, maybe be a little cautious. And, man, didn't Uncle Ken
2: know what he was talking about? 100%. The guy at the yeah. helm of FTX <laughs> went from $36 billion that he had to one. He's filing bankruptcy. Wow. FTX just fumbled in the bag.
3: And now they're, like, fleeing to South America, and this guy's like, oh, I don't know why I don't have the money to pay off people, even though it was the most obvious thing that was going to happen, that this massive crypto corporation that somehow, some way, seems too good to be true, might just start stealing people's money. Ah, oh, I don't know what happened. How could this happen? Oh, I don't know how that could happen. Wait, weird. It's like the most obvious thing that could have possibly happened.
1: Ken, I've, I've got an idea if he's trying to build back up his funds, if he's trying to get some money back in the bank is there a certain type of fantasy he might be able to play to to get back in the green
3: well uh, i tell you what if 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 your crypto journey has gone south on you, I know a perfect way to try and make some of that money back. And all it requires is just a little bit of good old fashioned uh, American currency, where you actually can account for it. And if you sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com, use the Underdog Fantasy app, and they're going to even help you by doubling your deposit up to one hundred dollars with actual tangible money. I'm playing the best fantasy and the most fun fantasy out there, and that's underdog fantasy. I've been playing pick like my life depends on it, the, the last week or so, and I, it's so fun. Like, I had uh, a... a, a five way pick 'em where I'm doing college football and NFL and dabbling in a little NBA in the same pick 'em where I am putting down $5 with a chance to win 110 with underdog fantasy like I love that stuff because it's low risk but man you can get rewarded in a big way with underdog fantasy so come play come play with me come play with Stone we're all playing it and I've said it and I'll say it again if you are not playing underdog fantasy you're late to the game, man, because there are a lot of people out there playing Underdog Fantasy and you, friend, are missing out. Use the promo code West Palm. Get that deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars at Underdog Fantasy. It's so easy to play. It's so fun to play. And again, all you have to do is use the promo code West Palm and you get that deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars with Underdog Fantasy and Underdog Fantasy. Com. Is it okay if I stay on for a little bit more with you guys? Because, again, it's really boring just looking at trees and grass on this drive We terrain, would so. love
1: it. Yeah. Come on. Ken, you, you hang on. Make sure that seat belt is buckled tight. Keep your eyes on the road. And we're going to go to break here. When we come back, i got to give a couple quick roses to a couple guys out of that National Basketball Association. I know people haven't been paying close attention, but two incredible career days over the weekend. And we'll get maybe into casting some ballots. We just got done, or I guess they're still counting votes from the midterms here. We're going to count some real ballots, ballots that matter to us here on Ken Levick Live about some pretty big things coming down the line and in the NFL. Maybe, maybe
2: yeah. a temple of trolls. Oh, it's going to be a good
1: show. For Stone yeah. Labanowitz and Ken, who's on the road, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Kevin dude do it again.
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Our arms are open wide. We're accepting all apologies on this Monday where we're giving out our apology letters to players, teams, coaches, or fan bases Throughout the NFL, the NBA, wherever you want to do it. Maybe it's college football. There was a, a pretty solid, pretty standard Saturday of college football here. And again, Ken LaVica Live on the Monday. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy Takeover, joined by Stone With We got Ken LaVica um, on the ride to Gainesville, who's been joining us for the past 30 or so minutes. We also have Tony out of West Palm Beach. Tony out of West Palm Beach, who's live now on Ken LaVica Live. Tony. What's happening with you, man? You got an apology to, to delve out here on this uh, Monday. We hold I'm just calling
5: though. They got the young bucks.
1: You know what I mean? Well, your 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 audio, your sound's messing up a little bit, Tony. We might be losing you. Can you uh, try again? Like you said, something about the young bucks.
5: Let me Try to fix it. Let me try to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah can I hear better now?
1: Yeah, good now, got brother. You. We got you. What's up, Tony?
5: Alright, alright. Now I'm saying, they got the young boys out there, you know what I mean, represented today, so I had to call up and give y'all <laughs> a shout out, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Y'all doing y'all thing, you know what I mean? And I'm so, uh, well, I was calling because truthfully, I think Ken Lavicka will be having to give an apology again on top of the one Ooh. he just gave. Ooh, over what? To Josh. Allen. Uh, Tony,
3: Tony, are you talking about the Jets? <laughs> or are you talking about the Knicks?
5: Who are you talking about, Tony? No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about Josh Allen because realistically, wow. let's be honest, to throw all the blame on the GM, on the on the organization, on coaching, because I was.
1: Man, we're losing them. Hey, yo!
5: This man has been the number one rusher on that team. In almost every game, but I think two or three, you know what I mean. And I mean he's putting in work. When when the trade deadline came through and all that, they had enough time. There was a Christian McCaffrey out there. was that anybody could have bagged up. So Josh Allen is doing everything he can do. He's doing a little bit too much, but let's not front that. we've ever seen in our life. You know what I mean? Like that that was an amazing game.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I, I Tony, Josh play, Allen.
3: Play
5: Tony's going yeah, Tony's going in and out. What I, you got,
1: Ken?
3: I respect Josh well, Allen. I respect Josh Allen for sure. Uh, I just he's not better this year than than Tua, and I I was was pushing that, and I've wasted people's time with that, and that was my apology. And I'm not saying that that Josh Allen maybe won't uh, leapfrog Tua again. I don't want it to happen, but I can't rule it out. But but to this point. Josh Allen hasn't been better than two, and and as far as the leading rusher is concerned, Josh Allen doing all that with his legs. Uh, I remember the Bills trading at the deadline for a running back, a guy who their GM said, "Oh, we've been targeting him for for a couple of years, and it was finally right for the Colts." And Naheem Hines, why why isn't he being utilized the way that Mike McDaniel has been able to Ooh. insert Jeff Wilson? who has suddenly become a critical part of the offense, and it goes back to coaching. Sean McDermott doesn't know what to do with them. And, man, it's weird. I remember seeing Devin Singletary, FAU's own, get into the end zone twice in the first quarter yesterday, and then they really, really stopped going to him. So, again, that it goes back to Josh Allen shouldn't have to do all of these things, and maybe just maybe it's, it's on Sean McDermott a little bit, and that coaching staff, and the great, invincible Ken Dorsey. I don't know. Just me.
1: Look, and that's good. Tony, uh, we had to drop Tony. His his phone was going in and out. So co- Tony is gone. And, uh, I mean, am I wrong? You're, you're not wrong that not Tua that has you been win that better. Battle. Tua has been better, but I would not be surprised if by the end of the year you do have to issue an apology because there's a, still a chance. There's still a, a big chance, I would say, that Josh Allen Surpasses him by the end of the year again. This is a race. No, yeah, but what it's I'll do.
3: What I'll do. But I just acknowledge. I just acknowledge that he might end up being better than Tua. But but and that's all I'll have to do because I'm just apologizing for through ten weeks, uh, continuing to waste people's time. Uh, that is ten weeks, two and a half months of saying, "Oh, Tua, Tua is in the discussion along with Josh Allen." No, 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 no. Josh Allen's actually in the discussion mm. with Tua. Through um wow. through through ten weeks uh, at this point, and also too, how are how are you uh, Stone? How are you going to um um uh, celebrate your bye week? Tyreek Hill said he was going to go to the beach uh, in the Bahamas and uh, and and sip on some drinks. How are you going to celebrate the Dolphins' bye week in first place?
2: Well, it's weird actually because he texted me last night and asked me yeah. if I wanted to go to the beach with him. So I'm going to head down to South Beach. We're going to take on Brickle. Um, I'm going to stay at his spot and stuff. So, yeah, it's funny you brought that up because he actually texted me last night. So, I'll be hanging with some of the guys. Don't take off but your shirt. Theo, Theo, I
3: just said, Theo, I just said he's going to be in the Bahamas. Why are you going to Brickle with him, Stone?
2: <laughs> oh, 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 oh man, then he's uh, sending me he's to Miami. Yeah, he's setting me up Why to do go you hang think... in Miami by myself. Why do you think Tyreek Hill <laughs> would stay in Miami <laughs> through his bye week? It's a good question. He can go do whatever yeah. he wants. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be watching some of his highlights, I guess, or, or watching these Packers continue to roll. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, I guess, too, uh,
3: I should apologize to Robert Sala because I called him a clown a lot, didn't I, Stone? Yeah. Like, a and, lot.
2: And, and like, those... a lot, a lot. <laughs> you should but issue I... an apology to Robert Sala, actually.
1: He uh, might, he might uh, not have to because Sala has those receipts he's still waiting to wield <laughs> out. So you might yeah, be part I know. of it.
3: I'll, I'll, I need to get ahead of it. Uh, you're right. He might have. I'm, I uh, suppose that some of those receipts might be like uh, embarrassing MP3 audio clips of, of the show where I called him a clown. And I still think the way he went about taking ah, receipts, taking receipts, like, was it a good idea? No. Has he gotten away with it? Yeah. But it turns out that maybe just maybe the guy can help put together and develop a defense. Uh, and I'm not going to apologize to Zach Wilson because he still buns and will forever be buns, but, but Robert Sala, all right, I'm going to acknowledge the guy can um, can coach, and uh, he has some big, big, big stones for doing what he did and then coming out on the right end of all of it.
1: Yeah, I would almost argue that it was the right call from him because of how, how badly it was ridiculed and, and how hilarious it was that he tried to pull that card at the time he did, and he was just 100% right. Like The Jets are a good football team, and that kind of leads me into this. We, we kind of crown the Jets officially, once they beat the Packers, right? Like, these Vikings. I d- yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We collectively did, and, and rightfully so at the time. We thought the Packers were good, and then they were bad, and now they're maybe good again. I don't know.
3: But what about the Giants. The we did it with the Giants, too. We, we, we finally, the Giants and the Jets were real once they beat the Packers. <laughs> we did it to both of them.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of bared out to be true. Even the Patriots that pushed the Packers to overtime are a winning team in the yeah. NFL yeah, right
2: now, 5-4. They lost that game. They lost
1: that game, but they pushed the Packers to overtime, and that's when we started to kind of open our eyes to what the heck is going on with Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Each of the teams that have beaten them have turned out to be pretty good teams. So maybe, just maybe, Aaron Rodgers is just getting outplayed by better quarterbacks like Zach Wilson and Bailey Zappi. Well,
3: I'm just wondering how bad are we going to overreact to the Packers now that they came up with a win against oh, one of the worst it. late game coaches in the history of the NFL in Mike McCarthy.
4: Like shut what, it. what are
3: we what are we doing here? And I like man came through finally and and uh, was able to orchestrate a win after cursing out his head coach and I actually agree with Aaron Rodgers there. Um like that was real soft stuff from Matt LaFleur there late but I this this Packers team still isn't very good. They're still not consistent. Uh they got Listen. one yesterday, but I that, that receiving core is just it leaves so much to be desired and I don't I don't know, man. I I we can celebrate Aaron Rodgers today and it looked like old Aaron Rodgers for a portion of the day late, but let's not overreact to that. Like they're not they're not a thing.
2: Listen, we're not overreacting. It's called momentum, okay? We're going to take care of Tennessee in primetime. Then we're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. They're going to win five of right. their next seven, and wow. they're going to get into the playoffs here. We're smoking on that
1: pack-pack right now. I love this squad right now. If you're smoking right the pack-pack, that would mean the Packers aren't doing well. That's
2: no, no. It's a celebratory smoking <laughs> session.
1: Until until
3: Christmas Day, there's a big lump oh. of ayahuasca oh. in the Packers' stocking. Taking that out.
2: Ooh, I
1: cannot wait for that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let's take a break here, and we'll come back, and maybe we take, take a look ahead at that Packers schedule um, here on Ken Lavica Live. For Stone Lebanowitz and Ken, who's on the road, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Bean studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Yo, first off, shout out Joel Embiid, shout out Darius Garland, career days over the weekend, both 50-pointers, both historic. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sport medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What a good day here on Ken LeVick Alive. Ken is off to get FAU versus Florida. Stone, Monday Night Football tonight. Last Last second pick here. You're going to say the Eagles cover? Yeah, I'm rocking with Eagles minus 11. Eagles minus 11. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will, and I will as well. For Ken Lavica. Stone Labanowicz, I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good day.
0: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: It's a big Teddy takeover here on Ken Lavicka Live. That's right, Theo Dorsey in for Ken Lavicka, who is out. But maybe, just maybe, he might be calling in very soon here. I'm joined by Stone Labanowicz, and we've been talking a lot of NFL. And one thing I just thought about over the break here, Stone, the offseason matters in the NFL. The offseason matters as you look atop the standings in both the NFC and the AFC. You look at the teams that are doing well, yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. Made big changes on both sides of the ball this offseason. The Miami Dolphins bringing in Mike McDaniel, bringing in Tyreek Hill, even the New York Jets, and them being able to get guys like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson in the draft. Like, they had one of the best drafts, and I didn't even mention Sauce Gardner. Yeah, don't forget about the sauce. Come on, on, like, the sauce is forever. Remember, the juice, the juice is temporary. (laughs) But that sauce, that sauce is forever. And to talk about the sauce that the Miami Dolphins – have kind of been pouring on teams, especially in games that Tua has started and finished 7-0. The Dolphins first place in the AFC East. It's only right that we bring in Ken Lavica to Ken Lavica Live, who is en route to Gainesville to call an FAU and Florida Gators basketball game. But we could not continue to direct the parade of the Miami Dolphins without allowing, you know, what do you call him? Is, is he the
2: captain? He's the president, the president. of the Tuatunga-Vailoa fan club in the Palm Beach County yes. and the Treasure Coast. There's nobody. Nobody under him, above him. He's the president.
1: Well, there's people under him. There's a lot of people under him.
2: Yeah, I guess hopefully. you could say I, I'd be under him, but I don't know what job I have because I'm off and on with, with
1: Tuatunga-Vailoa. Well, let's, let's just ask him that, Ken, who, how many people are under you in the fan club for the uh, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast for Tuatunga-Vailoa?
3: Are you talking about football or something else? No, um, uh, the, uh, I think Stone's the Secretary of State. Ooh, um, I love that. Uh, the he, he spreads the good word of Tua wherever he goes, and he is my day-to-day uh, or my weekend-to-weekend contact uh, at Hard Rock Stadium uh, in support of Tua Um By the way, I'm glad that we're talking now because this drive is absolutely <laughs> miserable. What? I mean, it is... It's a nice distraction because the turnpike is, is the most boring stretch of elongated road in America.
2: I mean, just the pits. And you're on the way to Gainesville, which is just trees and grass yeah. and all this open field. it got stuff. better. <laughs> right. I'm looking
3: at, at just trees. And grass right now. I mean, Stone, you described it perfectly. It is trees. It is grass. It is some clouds. It is license plates from all over the rest of the country because hashtag free state of Florida. It's just a terrible experience. So this came at a good time. Can, so thank you and bless you.
2: Can you know what's out and about on your drive, though? The hard rock what? sun. Mm. That sun is out and about. Yeah. The sun that penetrated that Cleveland Browns team. Well, Bro, it took... A whole, like, four and a half minutes for CBS yesterday
3: to give its first sun report on the broadcast where we had to throw I show the big thermometers and I was over 100 degrees on the Browns sideline and I was only just over 80 degrees on the Dolphins sideline. It's the storyline that won't just, it won't go away because it's such an easy lowest common denominator story to cover for a sideline reporter. I'm just wondering Bill's fans, Bill's mafia out there what's the excuse yesterday because there was no sun in Buffalo was it too hot and sweaty for your poor little guys, or did you just get outplayed and your coach blew it and your quarterback blew it yesterday? I'm just wondering. Ooh,
1: it's already getting hot here. It's Ken, it, it, you just started. You just got on three minutes ago. You're already taking shots at the Bills fans, man. What have they done to you? No, I, no,
3: I know you guys have been apologizing, and so I do want to stay in the spirit of what you guys have been discussing, and so I I will apologize. Actually, Stone, could you uh, could you crank the music, the apology music that, uh, that, that, Theo, that you guys used into the opening segment because I want to make sure that I do this the right way. I heard Theo uh, penning his letter to Jeff Saturday. By the way, Stones, when's, when's the last time you've actually mailed a letter? Because Theo said he was going to mail the letter to Indianapolis. I haven't mailed a letter in probably five or
2: six years. How about you? Ken, I don't think I've ever actually mailed yeah. a letter in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. All email all the time or all text message all the time. That's right. Theo's very old school. Um, but I, um, I'm going to apologize. Here, I'll write it down as you and,
1: say it, so I can. I'll mail yours out as well, Ken.
3: Well, it, it, the only way, and it, this is, um, uh, I suppose, it, you could send it to Buffalo. The only way that they can receive any messages in Buffalo is still via, uh, still via the mail. Boomer. But. Um, I do firmly apologize from the bottom of my heart, and this, this is an apology for all of those who have listened to Ken LeVick Alive through or from from second week of September, when the NFL season started, to this point. I, I feel as if I have betrayed all of you, and I appreciate you tuning in on a daily basis, or however often uh, you're able to listen to the show, but... I apologize to all of you who have heard me say from week one of the season, even through the preseason, that 2022 Josh Allen is better than 2022 Tua I, I apologize. Because it's become abundantly clear that while we love Josh Allen and his story and the Wyoming product who came into the league and developed from a fullback task for throwing the football to becoming a very good overall quarterback, this year he's just not better than Tua in the last couple of weeks have been front and center, where Tua Tungavailoa has zero interceptions uh, in the same time that Josh Allen and Justin Herbert have thrown 10 over the same span. Tua has not had a crushing late mistake interception all season long. Josh Allen, overtime, bam, yesterday, poor decision, can't get the snap in the end zone. Vikings improbable touchdown to go ahead late in the fourth quarter. Tua wouldn't make that mistake. The Bills learned nothing. Josh Allen learned nothing from week three the Dolphins struggling at the goal line uh, and, and nearly blowing the game Tua in 2022 is a better quarterback than Josh Allen every tangible metric shows it whether it's completion percentage whether it's yards per completion whether it's air yards per completion whether it's QBR whether it's rating and honestly now for 10 weeks the standings show it as well 2022 Tua is better than 2022 Josh Allen I have said all season long, Josh Allen, yes, is the better quarterback. I've acknowledged it, but that was a lie, and I apologize for perpetuating that.
1: Wow. Owning up to your own mistakes, owning up to your missteps and not believing. You're the president of the Tua Tungvaluwa Fan Club in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. How, how did you ever find yourself at a place where you weren't putting him number one and you had Josh Allen over him? Man, What, what did you get caught up in?
3: Well, I mean, you look at Josh Allen and here's the and I think Stone will agree with this. It's very easy, and I think the country gets caught up in the story. It's a feel-good story. A guy who uh, went to Wyoming, of all things, very green, coming out of college, but he's fun. He's fun to watch because he's got the arm that can heave it 75 yards. He's big and strong and uh, bowls over defenders. He doesn't uh, shy away from contact. He's had the two heartbreaking playoff results at the hands of Patrick Mahomes so the nation's rooting for him the nation loves Bill's mafia they love fans throwing themselves through tables and by extension they love the quarterback that the fans love and that's their big hairy fullback of a quarterback Josh Allen but the the and I get caught up in that I'll admit that um, I get caught up in the Josh Allen hysteria because it's all over the place and because he's so unconventional and fun he does things that make you drop your jaw that said He makes too many mistakes, and he's feeling the pressure. And he's now lost in back-to-back weeks, and he still doesn't have a win in the division. And so for me, and I look at Tua, who is... Just 20 and 25-yard pass playing opponents to death. And from an accuracy standpoint, just picking defenses to death and maximizing his cuz It's not just Tyreek Hill. It's not just Jalen Waddell any longer. Uh, I, I, I got caught up in all of the pizzazz of Josh Allen, what I really should have just appreciated that, wait a minute, the better quarterback is right there in front of my face, the man I've advocated for since day number one, and he's been unstoppable since he came back from a concussion and the attempted murder of uh, from Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's been the best quarterback in the league. He is the best quarterback in the AFC. He is better than this year's version of Josh Allen. Mm.
2: So there was a play when the Bills were up 27-17, to and I believe it was the start of the fourth quarter. They were on the 10-yard line, the Bills were, and Josh yep. Allen doing what he does best, trying to elongate the play, make something happen outside of the pocket, ends up throwing a pick, something that Tua Tagovailoa doesn't do in the red zone. I talked about their red zone efficiency. They're number one in the league in scoring while in the red zone, which is a real stat. Ken, I wanted to ask you about a certain somebody, the acquisition of Jeff Wilson, a guy that you've tried to bring in to this Tua Tungvaluwa fan club. We watched him yep. go off last night. He said he loves this team, that offensively they have so many tricks up their sleeve. Have you been pleasantly surprised with old Jeff?
3: Absolutely. He,
2: he brings,
3: finally, the running dynamic to this offense that Mike McDaniel wanted to predicate it on. I mean, you look at Jeff Wilson, He is he's still being used as the complimentary back, but he knows the system, he understands the scheme, And he, I think, completes the offense. It's great to have Tyreek Hill. And it's great to have Jalen Waddle. And it's great to finally start to more and more incorporate Mike Kosicki. And Raheem Mostert, great. But Jeff Wilson has made this into an offense now that you should be able to ride him late in games to avoid drama, to churn out the yards, to get the first downs. And honestly, there was a play in the second quarter yesterday where the Dolphins go for it, fourth and one, from their own 39-yard line. And who do they dial up? Jeff Wilson, who easily sees the right side get sealed off, is able to sidestep to his right, pick up the first down. And that's just confident offense because Mike McDaniel knows the piece that he's working with. And Jeff Wilson, who had a receiving touchdown last week, has another touchdown on the ground this week in the win over the Browns. I love watching him run, and he's physical, and uh, he has no problem accepting contact, but he's so quick to hit the hole as well. And I think I've told you, Stone, I really dislike the backwards pitch running play that Mike McDaniel (laughs) is obsessed with. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, And and for whatever reason, Raheem Mostert does not – hit the hole hard on that play. He likes to try and run it to the outside. Chase Edmonds was an absolute detriment when trying to run that. But Jeff Wilson, because he's so downhill, he actually succeeds with it. He makes it look good. He makes it look like it should be diagrammed. But I also, if we're going to talk about Jeff Wilson, we have to commend Chris Greer for owning up to a mistake by going and acquiring Chase Edmond, who it it, it just did not work out. And I'm sure he's a great person, but he was a liability for this offense. And it just seemed pedestrian at the time. All right, well, get Jeff Wilson to plug a hole. Jeff Wilson has changed the dynamic of this offense, and I think it absolutely rules. He is a
1: stud. How big is it? I mean, the offseason is one thing. Getting Mike McDaniel, getting uh, Tyreek Hill, and just changing the face of this offense that the Miami Dolphins have, and then also, of course, giving the full confidence in Tua. But how big is it that Chris Greer also goes out and gets Mike McDaniels' two running backs and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson? It feels like they're continuing to make moves to try and compete this year. The Dolphins, as they sit number one in the AFC East, they went and got Bradley Chubb at the deadline to improve that defense, which is like a bottom five unit. We're getting chubbed up, right, at at Hard Rock Stadium now. How, how big is it now for you as a guy who you, you entered this year knowing it was a swing year, the Dolphins are now in the driver's seat to be a real contender in the AFC. It, is there a lot of confidence now? I know there's still Steven Ross who can cost you a first-round pick at any moment. I know that there's still that aura around the Dolphins that you saw flare up even when there was all of the backlash around Mike McDaniel's decision to put two out there. But now that we're 10, 11 weeks into the season, the Dolphins are 7-3 and three in the AFC East leading – are you feeling a lot more confident now just in the overall competence from the top down for the Dolphins right now? When wasn't I confident?
3: Like, tell, Whoa, you you on, do the, hold the on. three <laughs> times a week. When <laughs> wasn't I no,
1: confident? No, there, there were plenty of times when you weren't confident. You were, you were not confident when Stephen Ross lost the first round pick. You weren't confident in the offseason with all the I, were coming I didn't out. lose
3: confidence. I was angry with him. And joke's on you, Theo. There's no more first round picks to lose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I guess when Tua went down, it was kind of like sound the alarms, per se, but I don't think Ken ever got off this yeah. wagon. But No, no, not at all, because, because again, it, then
3: I went into fight mode over those who wanted uh, Mike McDaniel arrested uh, and put on trial for attempted murder. Like, it, that was still the stupidest discourse that I think I've ever had in my 15 years on radio was the post to a Cincinnati concussion nonsense that took place, and even leading into it after the Buffalo game, but I haven't lost confidence, and they are a contender. I'm realistic. I think that what's going to end up screwing over the Dolphins, ultimately, if they don't get into the AFC title game, at least, is because that defense is just, it goes through stretches of bat. And I know the injuries have torn them up, but I don't love Josh Boyer's scheme, and I don't love what they've done with the secondary, and I don't think Byron Jones is going to see any action this year, so that definitely hurts, but I I am so entertained by this offense. I mean, Theo, you're a Patrick Mahomes a Chiefs fan, a newly christened Chiefs fan, Patrick Mahomes fan, again, because you're from Kansas, even though I don't play in Kansas, But
4: hey, fine. Hey, hey, um, that, but, that's but it. it's
3: entertaining. Yeah. It's entertaining but but tell me another better watch offensively in the NFL than than the than the dolphins, especially the last month like it doesn't exist between the motion and there's open guys running all over the field, and two is putting it between the numbers every single throw, and the touch on his passes I just just show me a better watch on offense than that team. I uh, how how did the NFL not look at this and say that's the team we need to showcase? Like those are the golden boys right there.
1: I'll still go with my Kansas City Chiefs, unbiasedly, mm. unbiasedly, and objectively. I'll still go with my Chiefs as the best watch in the NFL. But I got to tell you, as somebody who makes sure to watch each of these Dolphins games because I know we're we're uh, we're locked in on Dolphins here on Ken Live Alive, like I, I don't I enjoy every second of it, even the defense well, I because I like the big you. plays.
3: I'll I'll tell you, Theo, I appreciate you watching the Dolphins games even the, as a non-Dolphins fan per se because then you have the guys like Stephen A. Smith who on first <laughs> take today is saying that, oh, yeah, of course, Tua has these numbers throwing five-yard passes to Tyra Kill and Jalen Waddle, which proves to me that he hasn't watched a second of the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, it, it proves to me he doesn't actually look at, at any metric, any number, because, again, it, it, the the... the Number that two has been at the top of the NFL in all season long is air yards per catch. That is literally what it sounds like. How many yards the ball travels through the air. It completed passes. It's not a hard concept. And two is at the top of the NFL in that. So this all five yards and yards after the catch, that's literally not a thing that's happened at any point this season. Mm. Yet the highest paid sports broadcaster on the most widely viewed and listened to sports media entity in the world keeps perpetuating that nonsense. So thank you. Thank you, Theo, for watching the Dolphins and actually understanding what we're looking at. Because it's not hard to look at it in your own two eyes and realize how good Tua has been. But there's been this push on social media as well. And Stone has definitely seen it. And it's based off of Tyreek Hill saying last week, oh, some of y'all need to apologize to Tua. Yo, Tua, an apology. I don't want to hear anyone apologize to Tua. That ship has sailed. So long. Farewell. I don't want to hear it. It's empty because you guys know as soon as Tua throws a pick the next time he throws a pick, or God forbid he has an off game because he is held to a perfect standard, they're going to jump right back on top of his Hawaiian backside and mm. try and smother him and say, honestly oh, see, I told you, I told you. So, no, I don't want to hear any apologies because you're all phonies. You're all fake, unadulterated phonies. So save it. Put a sock in it, and we'll talk to you when, it, when the Dolphins are hosting a home playoff game.
2: Can I just, uh, you know, you just thank Theo right for watching the Dolphins game? But I would like for us both to uh, tag team him here because
1: he said he hey, likes, I don't know. I don't whoa, know about whoa, that. Whoa, I, whoa, whoa! I think I'll be okay.
3: Hey, a, it, hey,
5: hey
1: no hey, on Monday. Guys. I mean,
2: hey, give us consent and it's fine. <laughs> oh.
1: I can't wait to pound those guys. All right,
2: so so <laughs> yeah, th- so Theo just talked about how he thinks that that Chiefs offense is a better watch. So, Theo, I want you to explain yourself because you're telling us that watching Kadarius Toney find the end zone is a better watch than the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, finding the end zone. Go ahead and try to put it up.
1: Tyreek Hill, definitely the most – like maybe Sands, Justin Jefferson, maybe Jamar Chase. Tyreek Hill is one of the best watches as a playmaker on the outside in the NFL, even of the past 15, 20 years. But – Patrick Mahomes touches the ball every single play. Let's not forget, like, I love me some Tua. I love what he does. That that play he made to Alex Engold where yes. he was scrambling to his left and he got it to him and Engold gets across the plane for the touchdown. Like, Tua makes some exciting plays. There's no person as fun to watch or as electric in the NFL as Patrick Mahomes when he has the ball in his hands, especially when a team is giving him a run for his money. Sometimes the Chiefs get bored. You know, like when you're playing the Jaguars on a random Sunday in November, sometimes you go up twenty points and you get bored and you just cruise control it through the finish right. line. But for the most part, Patrick Mahomes is still the most electrifying player to watch in the NFL. That doesn't mean two is not. He just is, you know, maybe top five, not number one.
2: I mean, it's super fair. Ken, I, I could not wait to ask you this. And I'm I-, I really hate that you weren't here today to discuss this with me. But is there value? In plus 400 on Tua Tungavailoa with his MVP odds. He has the third shortest odds behind Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Is this getting you tingly, this plus 400 here? Well, you tell me, Vegas, boy, because it sounds like good value to me. It sounds like great value where this kid Hell started yeah. at plus 10,000 hey. at the beginning of the season, I mean, plus 400 right now. All right, right.
3: And, and who's ahead of him? It's, uh, it's Mahomes, it's, it's Hurts, and... That's it. Uh, that is it.
2: Josh Allen is now behind Tua at plus 550. That's
3: wild. That is absolutely wild. But, uh, again, we knew that the Dolphins were going to be good, and I think at 7-3, and three, they're sort of on par where we thought they were going to be, and Josh Allen's going back to making mistakes. Josh Allen mode. And I, I for the life of me, and, and I, I have great respect for Sean McDermott. And what he's done with the Bills, and how they're a contender year after year. But what in the hell were the Bills doing yesterday? Like, what is that? What What is the, the thinking behind that? Because if you want to if you want to hang your hat on being a good in game coach and a good manager, don't you just take the safety there? Like, what are especially after seeing the Dolphins flail away in Week Three in a similar situation, leading to the butt punt. like how do you screw that up and hand the vikings a touchdown and then josh allen comes back and then throws the interception in overtime like i don't i, I you you can sit here and say cuz i heard you also say theo that oh uh, jeff saturday uh, in the NFL, uh, coaching, it's, it really just it doesn't matter. You can put anyone in there if you've got the dudes. Well, the Bills have the dudes, and what happened yesterday? Their coach really helped to lose that game. Meanwhile, Mike McDaniel has put his quarterback in the best position to succeed all season long. And Josh McDaniel has tanked a team that went to the playoffs last year, despite it being revealed that their head coach is a racist and one of their top receivers killing a whole human being in a car accident. And they still found a way with an interim coach who the team believed in to go to the playoffs. So I would argue that actually the guy who has the headset on the sideline probably does matter a little bit.
1: I feel like it matters, but also I think it matters in ways that we have been inaccurate in depicting. Like everybody thinks it's all about how much experience you've had as an assistant who you've coached under and all kind of past things, whereas it, it it seems like, again, and again, I don't know exactly what Jeff Saturday did in the week leading up to that game, and also it does help that he was coaching against Josh McDaniels, who's been terrible this year and has been terrible as a head coach ever since that start with the Broncos. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what just, is
4: going
3: on there, by the way? I, I feel like people, the, the entire NFL, is rooting against him. Like He has crossed a ton of people. There are some former players. I saw Robert Mathis basically starting to dance on that guy's grave yesterday. Like the NFL hates Josh McDaniels. And how do you feel if this is your second stint as a head coach and you're failing again?
1: Well, he sucks. I mean, is it the NFL hates him or are people parade? he's an out he's an outspoken guy who also is not really that good at well, he But
3: I guess he was a notable cheater, like the engine of the of the Patriots cheat machine.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. it has a lot to do with uh
2: the 10th ranked quarterback on Keyshawn Johnson's real power rankings list, Derek Carr. Real,
5: real power rankings.
2: Because Derek Carr oh has been nothing God. in a shell of himself. Ken, this is uh, from a, a listener on Twitter, at the Jedi. He says, Let KLV 1063 know during that drive he's on, he's got a lot of time to come up with ideas for the new Miami Heat arena name. You got any ideas cooking?
3: <laughs> well,
2: I know that there's a, a certain contingent of the
3: population that's praying that Bang Bros gets the, uh, <laughs> the naming rights to, uh, to the arena. How is it Hey, they're putting up money. Yeah, money They're putting up the money.
4: They can't yeah, that, do
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of the subsidiaries of Bang Bros. Well done, Stone. Um, <laughs> not that I would know or anything. Not that I've ever seen
4: oh it or consumed any of that content Yeah, Ken, for the people
2: who <laughs> are listening who aren't sure you know what Bang Bros is, would you like to tell them? It is um <laughs> the most robust collection oh
4: of
3: God. of online pornography uh, on the planet, and uh, uh. there may have been a time in my single year oh. uh, as a youngster that i um you know I may have seen. Uh, a few of their productions, I, you know, I'm not totally in with that stuff. But, I mean, uh, maybe they could call up Mill Hunter and he could put in uh, – he lives in Fort Law. I don't know why I know that. Um, uh, but maybe he can put up some money for that as well. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes, yes, uh, Bang Bros, maybe I, – I, I've heard people rooting for that. Um, uh, I, I don't know what other corporations are involved. What I could have told you, though, what I could have told you in stone – and this goes back to a conversation we had several months ago. If you're going to dabble in crypto and you're going <laughs> to allow a big crypto investment on your big old arena in Miami, Florida, maybe be a little cautious. And man, didn't Uncle Ken
2: know what he was talking about? 100%. The guy at the yeah. helm of FTX <laughs> went from $36 billion that he had to one. He's filing bankruptcy. Bro. FTX just in the bag.
3: And now they're, like, fleeing to South America. And this guy's like,
2: "Ah, oh,
3: I don't know why I don't have the money to pay off people, even though it was the most obvious thing that was going to happen, that this massive crypto corporation that somehow, some way, seems too good to be true, might just start stealing people's money. Ah, oh, I don't know what happened. How could this happen? Oh, I don't know that could happen. Wait, weird. It's like the most obvious thing that could have possibly happened.
1: Ken, I've, I've got an idea if he's trying to build back up his funds if he's trying to get some money back in the bank is there a certain type of fantasy he might be able to play to to get back in the green
3: well i tell you what if 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 your crypto journey has gone south on you, I know a perfect way to try and make some of that money back. And all it requires is just a little bit of good old-fashioned uh, American currency where you actually can account for it. And if you sign up at underdogfantasy.com, use the underdog fantasy app, and they're going to even help you by doubling your deposit up to $100. With actual tangible money and playing the best fantasy and the most fun fantasy out there and that's underdog fantasy i've been playing pick 'em like my life depends on it the the last week or so and I t- it's so fun like I had uh, a a, a five way Pick'em where I'm doing college football and NFL and dabbling in a little NBA in the same Pick'em where I am putting down five dollars with a chance to win 110 with underdog fantasy. Like I love that stuff because it's low risk, but man, you can get rewarded in a big way with underdog fantasy. So come play. Come play with me. Come play with Stone. We're all playing it. And I've said it and I'll say it again. If you are not playing Underdog Fantasy, you're late to the game, man. Man, because there are a lot of people out there playing Underdog Fantasy, and you, friend, are missing out. Use the promo code West Palm. Get that deposit doubled up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy. It's so easy to play. It's so fun to play. And, again, all you have to do is use the promo code West Palm, and you get that deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy And Underdog Fantasy. Com. Is it okay if I stay on for a little bit more with you guys? Because, again, it's really boring just looking at trees and grass on this drive. We would
1: game, love so. it. Yeah. Come on. Ken, you you hang on. Make sure that seatbelt is buckled tight. Keep your eyes on the road. And we're going to go to break here. When we come back, i got to give a couple quick roses to a couple guys out of that National Basketball Association. I know people haven't been paying close attention, but two incredible career days over the weekend. And we'll get maybe into casting some ballots. We just got done, or I guess they're still counting votes from the midterms here. We're going to count some real ballots, ballots that matter to us here on Ken Levick Alive, about some pretty big things coming down the line in the NFL. Maybe, maybe Yeah,
2: a temple of trolls. Oh, it's going to be a
1: good show. For Stone Labanowitz and Ken, who's on the road, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again?
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Labicka Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Our arms are open wide. We're accepting all apologies on this Monday where we're giving out our apology letters to players, teams, coaches, or fan bases throughout the NFL, the NBA, wherever you want to do it. Maybe it's college football. There was a a pretty solid, pretty standard Saturday of college football here. And again, Ken Lavica live on the Monday. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy takeover, joined by Stone Lebano Which we got Ken Lavica um, on the ride to Gainesville, who's been joining us for the past thirty or so minutes. We also have Tony out of West Palm Beach. Tony out of West Palm Beach, who's live now on Ken Lavica live. Tony, what's happening with you, man? You got an apology to, to delve out here on this uh, Monday. That
5: we hold down. I'm just calling in, though. They got the young
1: bucks. You know what I mean? So I got them. Well, your your audio, your sounds messing up a little bit, Tony. We might be losing you. Can you uh, try again? Like you said, something about the young bucks.
5: Let me try to fix it. Let me try to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can I hear better now. You're yeah, good we now, got brother. We
1: got you. What's up, Tony?
5: All right, all right. Now I'm saying they got the young boys out there. You know what I mean? Represented today, so I had to call up and got a shout out. <laughs> First and foremost, you know what I'm saying. Appreciate it. y'all doing your thing. You know what I mean. And I'm so. Uh, well, I was calling him because, truthfully, I think Ken Lavicka will be having to give an apology again on top of the one Ooh. he just gave. Over what to Josh? Ooh, Allen. Tony,
3: Tony, are you talking about the Jets? <laughs> or are you talking about the Knicks?
5: Who are you talking about, Tony? No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Josh Allen because realistically, let's oh. be honest. To throw all the blame on the GM on the on the organization, on coaching. Because I was...
1: Man, we're losing them.
5: This, hey, yo, this man has been the number one rusher on that team in almost every game, but I think two or three. You know what I mean? And, I mean, he's putting in work. When when the trade deadline came through and all that, they had enough time. There was a Christian McCaffrey out there they was, that, that anybody could have bagged up. So, Josh Allen is doing everything he can do. He's doing a little bit too much, but let's not front that. that We've ever seen in our life, you know what I mean? Like that—that that was an amazing game. Okay. Yeah,
3: and
1: Tony Tony's, that guy, play, play that game.
5: Tony's yeah, going in and out. What you
1: got, Ken?
3: I respect Josh well, Allen. I respect Josh Allen for sure. Uh, I just he's not better this year than than Tua and I I was was pushing that and I've wasted people's time with that and that was my apology. And I'm not saying that that Josh Allen maybe won't uh leapfrog Tua again. I don't want that to happen, but I can't rule it out. But but to this point, Josh Allen hasn't been better than two. And, and as far as the leading rusher is concerned, Josh Allen doing all that with his legs, uh, I remember the Bills trading at the deadline for a running back, a guy who their GM said, oh, we've been targeting him for, for a couple of years, and it was finally right for the Colts. And Naheem Hines." Why why isn't he being utilized the way that Mike McDaniel has been able to insert Ooh. Jeff Wilson? who has suddenly become a critical part of the offense. And it goes back to coaching. Sean McDermott doesn't know what to do with them. And, man, it's weird. I remember seeing Devin Singletary, FAU's own, get into the end zone twice in the first quarter yesterday. And then they really, really stopped going to him. So, again, that it goes back to Josh Allen shouldn't have to do all of these things. And maybe just maybe it's, it's on Sean McDermott a little bit. And that coaching staff and the great, invincible Ken Dorsey. I don't know. Just me.
1: Look, and that's good. Tony, uh we had to drop Tony. His his phone was going in and out. So co- Tony is gone and uh I mean am I wrong? You're, you're not wrong that not Tua that has you been win that better. Battle. Tua has been better, but I would not be surprised if by the end of the year you do have to issue an apology because there's a, still a chance. There's still a a big chance, I would say that Josh Allen Surpasses him by the end of the year again. This is a race. Yeah, but what it's I'll do?
4: What I'll
3: do? But I just acknowledge. I just acknowledge that he might end up being better than Tua. But but, and that's all I'll have to do because I'm just apologizing for through ten weeks, uh, continuing to waste people's time. Uh, that is ten weeks, two and a half months of saying, "Oh, Tua, Tua is in the discussion along with Josh Allen." No, 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 no. Josh Allen's actually in the discussion mm. with Tua. Through um wow. through through ten weeks uh, at this point, and also too, how are how are you uh, Stone, How are you going to um um uh, celebrate your bye week? Tyreek Hill said he was going to go to the beach uh, in the Bahamas and uh, and and sip on some drinks. How are you going to celebrate the Dolphins' bye week in first place?
2: Well, it's weird actually because he texted me last night. And asked me if yeah. I wanted to go to the beach with him. So I'm gonna head down to South Beach. and We're gonna take on Brickle. Um, I'm gonna stay at his spot and stuff. So yeah, it's funny you brought that up because he actually texted me last night. So I'll be hanging with some of the guys. Don't take off but your shirt. Theo, next to Theo Hill. I just
3: That's... said Theo. I just said he's gonna be in the Bahamas. Why are you going to Brickle with him, Stone?
2: <laughs> oh, 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 oh man. Then he's uh, sending me he to Miami. You up? Yeah, he's <laughs> setting me up. Why to do go you going to think... Miami by myself? Why do you think Tyree Hill <laughs> he would stay in Miami <laughs> through his bye week? a good question. He can go do whatever yeah. he wants. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be watching some of his highlights, I guess, or, or <laughs> watching these Packers continue to roll.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Uh, oh, I guess, too, uh,
3: I should apologize to Robert Sala because I called him a clown a lot, didn't I, Stone? Yeah. Like, a and, lot.
2: And, and like, was, a lot, a lot. <laughs> you should so issue I, an apology to Robert Sala, actually.
1: He yeah. might, he might yeah. not have to because Sala has those receipts he's still waiting to wield <laughs> out. So you might yeah, be part I know. of it.
3: I'll, I'll, I need to get ahead of it. Uh, you're right. He might have. I'm, I uh, suppose that some of those receipts might be like uh, embarrassing MP3 audio clips of, of the show where I called him a clown. And I still think the way he went about ah, taking receipts, taking receipts, like, was it a good idea? No. Has he gotten away with it? Yeah. But it turns out that maybe just maybe the guy can help put together and develop a defense. Uh, and I'm not going to apologize to Zach Wilson because he still buns and will forever be buns, but but Robert Sala, all right, I'm going to acknowledge the guy can um, can coach, and uh, he has some big, big, big stones for doing what he did and then coming out on the right end of all of it.
1: Yeah, I would almost argue that it was the right call from him because of how how badly it was ridiculed and, and how hilarious it was that he tried to pull that card at the time he did, and he was just 100% right, like the Jets are a good football team, and that kind of leads me into this. We, we kind of crown the Jets. Officially once they beat the Packers, right? Like these Vikings. I did yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We collectively did. And, and rightfully so at the time. We thought the Packers were good and then they were bad and now they're maybe good again. I don't know.
3: But and the Giants. The we did it with the Giants too. We 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 finally the Giants and the Jets were real once they beat the Packers. <laughs> we did it to both of them.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of Bear it out to be true, even the Patriots that pushed the Packers to overtime are a winning team in the yeah, NFL yeah, right but now,
2: 5-4. They, they lost that game. They lost the
1: that game, but they pushed the Packers to overtime, and that's when we started to kind of open our eyes to what the heck is going on with Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Each of the teams that have beaten them have turned out to be pretty good teams. So maybe, just maybe, Aaron Rodgers is just getting outplayed by better quarterbacks like Zach Wilson and Bailey Zappi. Well,
3: I'm just wondering how bad are we going to overreact to the Packers now that they came up with a win against oh, one of the worst it. late game coaches in the history of the NFL in Mike McCarthy. Like shut what, it. what are we what are we doing here? And I like man came through finally and and uh, was able to orchestrate a win after cursing out his head coach and I actually agree with Aaron Rodgers there. Um like that was real soft stuff from Matt LaFleur there late but I I, this this Packers team still isn't very good they're still not consistent uh they got one yesterday but I that, that receiving core is just it leaves so much to be desired and I don't I don't know man I I we can celebrate Aaron Rodgers today and it looked like old Aaron Rodgers for a portion of the day late but let's not overreact to that like they're not they're not a thing.
2: Listen, we're not overreacting. It's called momentum, okay? We're going to take care of Tennessee in prime time. Then we're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. They're going to win five of right. their next seven, and wow. they're going to get into the playoffs here. We're smoking on that
1: pack-pack right now. I love this squad right now. If you're smoking right the pack-pack, that would mean the Packers aren't doing well. That's
2: No, just... no. I It's a celebratory smoking session. <laughs>
1: until until Christmas, Christmas
3: Day, there's a big lump oh. of ayahuasca oh. in the Packers' stocking. Taking that out.
2: Ooh,
1: I cannot wait for that one. Oh my goodness. Okay, well let's take a break here and we'll come back and maybe we take take a look ahead at that Packers schedule um, here on Ken LeVica Live for Stone Labanowicz and Ken who's on the road. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN
0: 1063. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 1063.
1: Yo, first off, shout out Joel Embiid, shout out Darius Garland. Career days over the weekend, both 50-pointers, both historic. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sport medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What a good day here on Ken LeVick Alive. Ken is off to get FAU versus Florida. Stone, Monday Night Football tonight. Last, last second pick here. You're going to say the Eagles cover? Yeah, I'm rocking with Eagles minus 11. Eagles minus 11. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will, and I will as well. For Ken Lavica. Stone Lebanowitz I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good day. Can we do it again? Yeah,
0: yeah. From the Anajar and Levine studios yeah, yeah. in downtown we West do Palm again? Beach, yeah, you are listening to yeah. Ken Lavica Live yeah, on ESPN 106.3. Our arms
1: are open wide. We're accepting all apologies on this Monday where we're giving out our apology letters to players, teams, coaches, or fan bases throughout the NFL, the NBA, wherever you want to do it. Maybe it's college football. There was a a pretty solid, pretty standard Saturday of college football here and again. Ken Lavica Live on the Monday. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy Takeover, joined by Stone Laban With we got Ken LaVica um, on the ride to Gainesville, who's been joining us for the past 30 or so minutes. We also have Tony out of West Palm Beach. Tony out of West Palm Beach, who's live now on Ken Lavica Live. Tony, what's happening with you, man? You got an apology to, to delve out here on this uh Monday. Hello, oh, we hold it down. I'm
4: just
5: calling those. They got
1: the young boys you know what I mean. So I got them. Well, your your audio, your sounds messing up a little bit, Tony. We might be losing you. Can you uh, try again? Like you said, something about the young bucks.
5: Let me Try to fix it. Let me try to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Can I hear better now. Yeah, we now, got
1: brother. you. We got you. What's up, Tony?
5: All right, all right. Now I'm saying they got the young boys out there. You know what I mean. Represented today, so I had to call up and give y'all a <laughs> shout out. First and foremost, you know what I'm saying. Appreciate it. y'all doing y'all thing. You know what I mean, and I'm so. Uh, Why well, I was calling is because, truthfully, I think Ken Lavelle will be having to give an apology again on top of the one Ooh. he just gave. Ooh, over what, to Josh? Uh, Allen. Tony,
3: Tony, are you talking about the Jets? <laughs> or are you talking about the Knicks?
5: Who are you talking about, Tony? No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about Josh Allen because realistically, Uh-oh. let's be honest, to <laughs> throw all the blame on the GM, on the on the organization, on coaching, because I was
1: man, we're losing him.
5: Hey, yo! This man has been the number one rusher on that team in almost every game, but I think two or three. You know what I mean? And I mean he's putting in work. When when the trade deadline came through and all that, they had enough time. There was a Christian McCaffrey out there. They that was that, that anybody could have bagged up. So Josh Allen is doing everything he can do. He's doing a little bit too much, but let's not front. That, which I've seen in our life, you know what I mean? Like that—that that was an amazing game.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah,
1: and I, I, Tony's, play, play, play
3: that game.
5: Tony's yeah, going in I, and out. What
1: you I, got, Ken?
3: I respect Josh Allen. I respect Josh Allen for sure. Uh, I just he's not better this year than than Tua and I I was was pushing that and I've wasted people's time with that and that was my apology. And I'm not saying that that Josh Allen maybe won't uh leapfrog Tua again. I don't want that to happen, but I can't rule it out. But but to this point, Josh Allen hasn't been better than two. And, and as far as the leading rusher is concerned, Josh Allen doing all that with his legs. Uh, I remember the Bills trading at the deadline for a running back, a guy who their GM said, oh, we've been targeting him for, for a couple of years, and it was finally right for the Colts. And Naheem Hines, why, why isn't he being utilized the way that Mike McDaniel has been able to insert Ooh. Jeff Wilson? who has suddenly become a critical part of the offense. And it goes back to coaching. Sean McDermott doesn't know what to do with them. And, man, it's weird. I remember seeing Devin Singletary, FAU's own, get into the end zone twice in the first quarter yesterday. And then they really, really stopped going to him. So, again, that it goes back to Josh Allen shouldn't have to do all of these things. And maybe just maybe it's, it's on Sean McDermott a little bit. And that coaching staff and the great, invincible Ken Dorsey. I don't know. Just me.
1: Look, and that's good, Tony. Uh, we had to drop Tony. His his phone was going in and out, so co- Tony is gone. And uh, I mean, am I wrong? You're, you're not wrong. That not Tua that you has been win that battle. better. Tua has been better, but I would not be surprised if by the end of the year you do have to issue an apology because there's a, still a chance. There's still a a big chance. I would say that Josh Allen. Surpasses him by the end of the year again. This is a race. No, yeah, but what it's I'll do,
4: what
3: I'll do. But I just acknowledge I just acknowledged that he might end up being better than Tua, but but, and that's all I'll have to do because I'm just apologizing for through ten weeks, uh, continuing to waste people's time. Uh, that is ten weeks, two and a half months of saying, "Oh, Tua, Tua is in the discussion along with Josh Allen." No, 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 no. Josh Allen's actually in the discussion mm. with Tua. Through um wow. through through ten weeks uh, at this point and also too how are how are you uh, Stone how are you going to um um uh, celebrate your bye week Tyreek Hill said he was going to go to the beach uh, in the Bahamas and uh, and and sip on some drinks how are you going to celebrate the Dolphins bye week in first place
2: well it's weird actually because he texted me last night. And asked me if yeah. I wanted to go to the beach with him. So I'm gonna head down to South Beach, and we're gonna take on Brickle. Um, I'm gonna stay at his spot and stuff. So yeah, it's funny you brought that up because he actually texted me last night. So I'll be hanging with some of the guys. Don't take off but your shirt. Theo, next to Theo, Hill. I just
3: That's... said Theo. I just said he's gonna be in the Bahamas. Why are you going to Brickle with him, Stone?
2: <laughs> oh, 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 oh man. Then he's uh, sending me he's to Miami. You up? Yeah, he's setting me up. Why to do go you hang think... in Miami by myself? Why do you think Tyree Hill <laughs> would stay in Miami <laughs> <laughs> through his bye week? a good question. He can go do whatever yeah. he wants. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be watching some of his highlights, I guess, or, or <laughs> watching these Packers continue to roll. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, I guess, too, uh,
3: I should apologize to Robert Sala because I called him a clown a lot, didn't I, Stone? Yeah. Like a and,
2: lot. And, and like those... a lot, a lot. <laughs> you should so issue I... an apology to Robert Sala, actually. He uh, might, he might uh, not have
1: to because Sala has those receipts he's still waiting to wield out, <laughs> so you might yeah, be part I know. of it.
3: I'll, I'll, I need to get ahead of it. Uh, you're right. He might have. I'm, I uh, suppose that some of those receipts might be like uh, embarrassing MP3 audio clips of of the show where I called him a clown. And I still think the way he went about ah taking receipts, taking receipts. Like, was it a good idea? No. Has he gotten away with it? Yeah. But it turns out that maybe just maybe the guy can help put together and develop a defense. Uh, and I'm not going to apologize to Zach Wilson because he still buns and will forever be buns, but but Robert Sala, all right, I'm going to acknowledge the guy can um, can coach, and uh, he has some big, big, big stones for doing what he did and then coming out on the right end of all of it.
1: Yeah, I would almost argue that it was the right call from him because of how how badly it was ridiculed and, and how hilarious it was that he tried to pull that card at the time he did, and he was just 100% right, like the Jets are a good football team, and that kind of leads me into this. We, we kind of crown the Jets officially, once they beat the Packers, right? Like, these Vikings. I d- yeah, I did. Well, yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We collectively did, and, and rightfully so at the time. We thought the Packers were good, and then they were bad, and now they're maybe good again. I don't know.
3: But and what about the Giants. The we did it with the Giants, too. We, we, we finally, the Giants and the Jets were real once they beat the Packers. <laughs> we did it to both of them.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of bared out to be true. Even the Patriots that pushed the Packers to overtime are a winning team in the yeah. NFL yeah, right
2: now, 5-4. They lost that game.
1: They lost that game, but they pushed the Packers to overtime, and that's when we started to kind of open our eyes to what the heck is going on with Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Each of the teams that have beaten them have turned out to be pretty good teams. So maybe, just maybe, Aaron Rodgers is just getting outplayed by better quarterbacks like Zach Wilson and Bailey Zappi.
3: Uh, I'm just wondering, how bad are we going to overreact to the Packers now that they came up with a win against one of the worst late-game coaches in the history of the NFL in Mike McCarthy? Like, what what are we, what are we doing here? And I, like, man, came through finally and and uh, was able to orchestrate a win after cursing out his head coach. And I actually agree with Aaron Rodgers there. Um, Like, that was real soft stuff from Matt Lafleur there late, but. I, I this this Packers team still isn't very good. They're still not consistent. Uh they got Listen. one yesterday, but I that, that receiving core is just it leaves so much to be desired and I don't I don't know, man. I I we can celebrate Aaron Rodgers today and it looked like old Aaron Rodgers for a portion of the day late, but let's not overreact to that. Like they're not they're not a thing.
2: Listen, we're not overreacting. It's called momentum, okay? We're going to take care of Tennessee in primetime. Then we're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. They're going to win five in right. their next seven, and wow. they're going to get into the playoffs here. We're smoking on that
1: pack-pack right now. I love this squad right now. If you're smoking right the pack-pack, that will mean the Packers aren't doing well. That's
2: no, just... no. It's a celebratory smoking <laughs> session.
1: <laughs> until until Christmas,
3: Christmas Day, there's a big lump oh. of ayahuasca oh. in The Packers stocking. <laughs> Taking that out.
1: Whew, I cannot wait for that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let's take a break here, and we'll come back, and maybe we take, take a look ahead at that Packers schedule um, here on Ken Lavicka Live. For Stone Labanowicz and Ken, who's on the road, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the
0: jar and Bean studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Yo, first
1: off, shout out Joel Embiid. Shout out Darius Garland. Career days over the weekend. Both 50-pointers. Both historic. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sport medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What a good day here on Ken LeVick Alive. Ken is off to get FAU versus Florida. Stone, Monday Night Football tonight. Last, last second pick here. You're going to say the Eagles cover? Yeah, I'm rocking with Eagles minus 11. Eagles minus eleven. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will and I will as well for Ken Lavica. Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good
0: day. Three from the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Yo, first off, shout out Joel Embiid. Shout out Darius Garland. Career days over the weekend. Both fifty pointers. Both historic. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sport medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net. Net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What a good day here on Ken LaVic Alive. Ken is off to get FAU versus Florida. Stone, Monday Night Football tonight. Last Last second pick here. You're going to say the Eagles cover? Yeah, I'm rocking with Eagles minus 11. Eagles minus eleven. Yes, sir. That's gonna do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will and I will as well for Ken Lavica. Stone Lebanowitz, I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good day. That's gonna do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will and I will as well for Ken Lavica. Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good day. That's gonna do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will and I will as well for Ken Lavica. Stone Lebanowitz, I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good day. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken will be back in studio. Stone will, and I will as well. For Ken Lavica, Stone Labanowitz, I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good day.